the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Well, welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Good to have you along here. We appreciate you listening and watching on LarryRosenthal.tv. In fact, you can see... Larry's smiling face and Bob's smiling face back there. Good to have you guys on board, and it's wonderful to see you once again, Larry. Well, it's always good to be here, Chris, and how are you today? So far, so good. Well, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense. My name's Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C., Baltimore area, as well as our, I guess you can call them longtime listeners now, on Sirius XM Channel mm-hmm. 131, uh, nationwide, uh, family talk, uh, border to border, coast to coast, and uh, on LarryRosenthal.tv. You can watch us live stream the show on YouTube. Check it all out. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And, again, it's Saturday morning, so it's open mic Saturday with any of your financial planning or investment questions. That's what we're here for is to help help guide the – the ship through the through the rocky through the uh, wavy waters, choppy waters, I guess you could call you it could. these days, Chris. Right, rocky, choppy, know. whatever. Tidal they may waves, be. I think. Man. Yeah, yeah. Not so, um, but you know what? You know how it's going to end? It's going to end all good. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, we just need to navigate our way through this, and that's a part of what we're going to talk about today. And again, it's open mic Saturday, so no holes barred, no questions barred. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five. Seven six seven three one two three. With any questions at all, financial planning, estate planning, taxes, mortgages, insurance, whatever's going on, we've got a lot on the docket today. As a matter of fact, we're going to make an announcement here this this morning. We'll just do it now. Here, we're going to have a a Roth educational, all you want to know about Roth, Roth, Roth uh, webinar coming up on April twelfth. We're going to have two sessions, one from noon to one in the afternoon. It's going to be a webinar. And then from 6 to 7 that same evening, that's going to be two weeks from now, um, on April 12th, 
at noon to 1 and then 6 to 7. To register, you can simply go to my website this morning, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com. Click on the seminar icon and register right there. There's no cost for this educational uh, webinar. Uh, we're going to have people from all over the country on this. If you want to know all the ins and outs about Roth IRAs, Roth conversions, Roth contributions, Roth this, that, and the other, then go ahead and attend this webinar. Again, it's going to be uh, coming up April 12th from noon to 1, and then we're going to repeat the exact same session. Both sessions are going to be live from 6 to 7 and then uh, 12 to 1. So so uh, two sessions that Tuesday, two Tuesdays from now, April 12th, all you want to know about Roth. So what's going on in the markets today, Chris? What's happening with the economy, the war, all kinds of things? <laughs> well, some interesting news occurred this week in the markets. You know, we've got we've, – you're going to start hearing these, these types of scenarios out there. You've got twos and threes and fives and sevens and twenties. What does that mean? You know, we're talking about the yield curve. The yield curve is, is an indication sometimes, not all of the times, of a pending recession. Um, got some different things this time going on, but the yield curve is this. The further out your treasury yield is, like the, the, the one month or the six month or the five year or the 30 year, the further out you are in time to tying up your money, like the 30 year treasury, should be giving you a higher interest rate than, say, the two year treasury, right? It just makes sense. Well, when we have that, when, when the maturities go out further in time and they're higher, that's a normal sloping yield curve. When you have a flat yield curve, the maturities are kind of all the same. And when you have an inverted yield curve, that means that the shorter um, time frame, the shorter maturities, like the twos and the threes, are actually paying higher than the 10 or the 20s. And right now, we have a slight inversion. It just happened the other day for the first time since, since uh, 2019, okay, uh, you know, where, where the 10-year yield has dropped below the 7, 5, 3, and the 2 right now. We'll wait and see what happens next week. Historically, this shows that, that, that the economy is moving toward recession, okay? Um, but there's some different factors involved this time. Now, one of the things is, is the, the, uh, the war in Ukraine. Uh, we haven't had a situation like this before when we've seen an inversion. But anyway, my point is this, that when you go back and you take a look at this indicator of an inverted yield curve, the markets usually continue to rise on the average 13 to 15 percent over the next 12 to 18 months before there's a recession. So my point is when you go back and you look you have to read all of the information on this because this is what you're going to hear all next week in the financial press, okay, about the inversions that, that, that just took place. But, but it's still lengthy time before and if there is a recession that takes place. Now, the underpinnings of the, of the U.S. economy are very, very strong. We've had a tremendous supply of monetary liquidity out there. And so these are some factors that are going to fight against this this uh, uh, continual um, uh, or, or the history of all of this because it doesn't happen every single time. But I just wanted to bring that up uh, right here at the at the top of the show. Let's go ahead and welcome uh, Larry on from Virginia. Good morning, Larry. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. And you, Larry? I'm doing well, sir. How can I help you? 
Well, I have a managed IRA through uh, a bank, and uh, it only has three options, you know, high risk, medium risk, low risk. Uh, here of late, I've been a big concern. Uh, I had a total of 200K in there. It's down to around 175K now. And I'm wondering if there are some better options um, uh, for me. Well, uh, there's, there's always different options, Larry. Um, you know, I would have to really take a look first to see exactly what you're invested in. But it sounds like to me that you're invested in mostly growth if you have that type of a 25% reduction. Um, whereas in the marketplace that we're in now, you want to have some growth, some value, and some blend of those asset classes uh, uh, or those strategies, I would say. So, so the, first, the first cause is let's, let's stop and ask the question, how long until you need this money, right? And then the second thing is will the investments that you're in come back as the economy sort of straightens out what's going on with the war in Ukraine and once we get the inflation pressures behind us? Uh, you know, what, what is actually inside there? When you, when you see growth stocks uh, during inflationary times when interest rates are rising, your, your very strong growth stocks, your innovative growth stocks are the ones that really get hit very, very hard. Okay, your 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 um, your big box tech, I would say, uh, with with very strong balance sheets, um, they tend not to get hit as hard during this period of time. So we really have to break down what's inside these types of investments that you have. That's the first thing that we really need to do. And then once we get an understanding of what what it is that you hold. Then we can start talking to you about time frames for recovery. We can start talking to you about, yeah, maybe you should take, you should take a, a small piece of it and rebalance it, and these are the reasons why. Um, you know, I just have to really see what's inside of it, and then we have to apply all of that toward what your goals and objectives are, time frame, liquidities, risk, things like that. So if you like, Larry, I'd be, I'd be happy to put you on hold, and uh, Bob will get your contact information, and we can have one of our advisors reach out to you next week. And uh, uh, you know, get, you know, sort of take the conversation to the next level for you, if you like. That sounds perfectly good, Larry. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, sir. Let me put you on hold here. I appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning or investment questions today, what's going on in your personal accounts? What type of risk level do you have? Are your accounts reacting the way you thought they would react during times of pressure, such as this when the markets come under pressure? Uh, th this this way. So getting back to what we were talking about here at the top of the show today, you know, with the, the yield curve starting to invert, um, you know, will it pop back up to a normal sloping yield curve next week? We'll have to wait and we'll have to really see, you know. Uh, but, you know, we've got a lot of things going on here. We've got headline inflation, which which we are starting to see cracks of it starting to slow down as far as the pace of acceleration goes. Uh, it seems that, that it looks like, um, for the most part, people are talking about inflation peaking somewhere around mid-year, maybe June, July, plateauing, and then starting to track down a little bit toward the third, fourth quarter of this year. Uh, once the markets start to see that, they're going to celebrate that, just like they would celebrate any, any positive peace talks that are coming out of Ukraine. 
um, which, you know, is supposed to be on the docket for next week. So we'll wait and we'll see how that plays out. Meanwhile, the, the underpinnings of the economy are very strong. Uh, there's a lot of liquidity. We're starting to see the labor participation rate increase, meaning people are going back to work now. Um, so, so that's going to help supply chain issues as well. We saw this, uh, the big number uh, this past week, Thursday morning it came out, PCE, personal consumption expenditures, came out, uh, and it was very high. It was higher than, than uh, it's been in, in a long, long time. But that's a key market indicator of, of uh, what the Fed looks like as far as uh, uh, inflation pressures go. Do you think that some of, this, uh, some of this will stave off these recession worries if we get the supply chains moving again? and getting that uh, GDP up a little bit, or is that something that's just too far behind the train? No, Chris. The the supply chains, you know, every day that the supply chains get, get better, get improved, that's going to help to normalize supply and demand, mm-hmm. get us back toward that equilibrium. But that's going to take a while. You know, there's a lot of places that have realized as a result of COVID-19 that, you know, maybe you need to have some diversification on your manuf- on your manu- manufacturing around the globe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to have different places manufacturing different things and stuff like that. So so it's going to take a few years, I think, to really work it all out to where people feel a little bit more confident with it all. We should be more robust at that point, though, right? I think down the road, right? We should actually- you would think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So there's a lot of balls up in the air with all of this uh, stuff going on. You know, it's kind of interesting to watch. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we, we still need to manage money and make sure that, that we continue to have good growth, protection, and the deliverance of income when people need it. And so that goes to portfolio design and all kinds of things. So this coming week, you know, we, we, we've, we're rolling into April right now. We've closed the first quarter. And for the first time since COVID hit back in 2020, the first, this, we've had a, a, a down quarter since then. This is the first time. So, and it's due to a few factors. It's due to the inflation. It's due to the war in Ukraine, um, you know, with the uncertainty there. So, and it's due to, uh, you know, just, just a lot of that information. Anyway, you'll see it out there. And, and let me just state this, too. You know, there's, there's a lot of spin uh, going on in the marketplace about the origins, the cause, the effect, the solutions of, of the inflation problem that we have. Uh, you can go look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics and look up the inflation numbers. You'll start to see the causes and the and the and the whens and the dates when all this all this stuff started to happen, and the acceleration points, the deceleration points, just by looking at the at the math on it all. So so there you can get get the real answers to it all, and and uh, you know just kind of go from there. So anyway, listen, we're gonna take a quick break here. Don't forget, go to my website LarryRosenthal.com. You can register for our upcoming Roth webinar. Everything you want to know about Roth IRAs, how to contribute, what the conversion rules are. We'll even talk about the uh, uh, the purposes of Roth conversions, why people convert, uh, why they why you should convert, why you shouldn't convert. We're going to talk about uh, all the different rules around that. Is coming up Tuesday, April twelfth. Two times, one from noon to one, and then the next one is going to be from 6 to 7 p.m. Both of them are going to be live. You'll be able to answer, uh, ask questions live on the webinar there. Type them in or ask them alive there. So go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the little seminar icon tab and go ahead and register. There's no cost for these at all. So uh, we'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. 
listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. have some phone calls uh, coming in, and we've got room for you, too. So jump on there and talk to us here this morning on the Larry Rosenthal Show. Larry? Yes, Chris. Peaceful people watching on YouTube right now must be wondering why I'm laughing. <laughs> Tapping your well, phone or something? Well, yeah. The, you know, I, I, I hit a button. I apologize. I hit a button on the computer screen somewhere, and I lost all my uh, – I lost the video. I lost my notes. I lost everything there. So that last segment, of, you know, we were just kind of talking. That's all it was, and I finally got it all back. It's called Seat of the Pants Flying. Is what Yes, called. exactly. That's exactly Exactly correct. So it's all good. No worries. Hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all that you may have, let's welcome Yvonne on the line from New Jersey. Good morning, Yvonne. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? I was calling because I wanted to uh, consolidate some debt, and I wanted to um, consolidate my student loans because it's just so overwhelming. I can't keep paying the amount that they asking me. Um and I wanted to refinance my mortgage to do so. The um, okay. what they were asking um for I was the thirty year was more reasonable for payment, being that the interest rates right now are very are going up. And I was saying does that make sense for me to refinance to thirty years? So, Yvonne, what you're talking about is actually called an equity exchange program. There's, there's 12 – I'm sorry, there's nine different ways to manage equity inside of your home. And what you're right. talking about now is refinancing, cashing out some money to pay off a, 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 a higher monthly payment debt. Okay, so I'm okay with that. 
it all depends on what your net-net cash flow is. For example, once you look at doing this, if you're able to save you know, several hundred dollars a month or whatever it may be, that's probably a good thing. The risk of doing something like this, an equity exchange like this, the risk of doing it is simply that now all of a sudden you go out and spend this extra money on other things. I want you, I, w- I would like to encourage you to start saving that money. Save it back in the bank, your monthly cash flow. Uh, put it into investments. Have it growing for your future down the road, okay? So it all depends on what your cash flow is. So I like the strategy, okay, but I just want to caution that that I've seen this in the past work wonderfully for people, just like you're describing, but you have to save that money. I want you to save that money, okay, that you save each month. Fair enough? Right, yes. And Yvonne, I'm also going to send you out our financial planning toolkit, okay? It's going to really help get you on the path toward building a financial plan, and we'll have one of our our associates reach out to you and step you through how to build this out for you because you're in a good spot now. You're you're sort of uh, uh, taking a look at your situation, fixing up your cash flow. Now let's see how how we can uh, continue to to, uh, get you to grow uh, some wealth for yourself for down the road. Is that fair enough? That's very fair. I would like that. And do yep. you also do will in the state? Uh, we have a, attorneys that we can refer you to that, that, that can do that. So we'll have one of our advisors speak with you about that. We're not attorneys, but what we do have a network of people that we can refer you to, okay? Okay, that's great. Yep, let me go ahead and put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Any questions at all, it's open mic Saturday. Whatever's on your mind, give us a call. Let's welcome Sherry on the line from Georgia. Good morning, Sherry. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? I'm turning 62 next month, and I've been self-employed for 26 years. I'm not planning to retire. Don't need that necessarily for retirement. I've got quite a bit in there. It surprised me what I was eligible for. Should I take that and start investing it? So, Sherry, are you going to continue to work when you turn 62? Oh, yes. I do not want to retire. Okay, that's what I thought you said. So if you take Social Security early before your normal retirement date, let's suppose your normal retirement date is maybe 66 or something like that, right? Um, Yeah, 67 for me, unfortunately. Okay, so it's at 67 for you. So if you take uh, Social Security before then and you continue working and you earn more than $19,000 and some change, then you're going to have to start paying back a good chunk of your Social Security. So at this stage, if you're earning more than the 19000 do not take Social Security at all. Let it keep on growing for you, okay? It's not a good choice for you to take it and then – pay the tax on it, and then reinvest it, and then you, all of a sudden next year you're going to get a big bill that says, hey, you got to pay all this money, you know, a good chunk of this dollar, these dollars back because you've earned over the, the earnings limit since you took it earlier. So do not take it right okay. now. Okay? Okay. Not at all. Now, yeah, when you get – when you, I when you get a lot more than 19 a year, fortunately. Well, that's a good yeah. thing, right? <laughs> when you, it, when it you, is. When you get to your full retirement age of 67, and if you're still working at that point, you can then take Social Security and not have to pay anything back. That's when you would want to look at doing it, okay? That is perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just wait. 
Yep, absolutely. Hey, listen, I'll put you on a quick hold, and Bob will get your information, and I'll send you out our, our financial planning toolkit, uh, and we can right. give you a, a whole breakdown on Social Security, the do's and the don'ts and the when's and all that kind of stuff. And, and one of the key things that, that when we run a financial plan for clients – uh, and we take a look at, at when to take Social Security, how to take it, when not to take it. A lot of it is programmed off of, you know, what it looks like with, with the rest of your assets. Also, you want to ask the question, too, even if you don't need Social Security when you're 67 at your full retirement age, should you take it and invest it? versus waiting till age, say, 70, what's your break-even point? And a lot of times your break-even point is, is around 79, 80, 81 years old, okay? Wow. And so, yeah, and wow. so a lot, of, a lot of people will say, well, wait a minute, then why am I going to do that? Let me go ahead and take it now because I don't know what my health's going to be like. I don't know what the taxes are going to be like. I don't know what the benefits of Social Security are going to be like, especially when you start going down the road and you take a look at the current funding on Social Security right now. It's funded through, t t through 2032 in, this, in the current yeah, status. Yeah, that's very it's soon. That, that's right yeah. around the corner, exactly. It and is. It is. is, yep. And so when we start running financial plans with clients and putting Social Security calculations in there and things like that, we have people requesting all different things in there. So, so here's the deal on that, um, you know, as long as we're talking about it real quick. Social Security is, is most likely going to be there. It's, it's woven into the fabric of our nation now, but there's going to be some changes. Um, you know, the model shows in order to keep it functioning to 2030, 2082, another 50 years, then people that are on Social Security need to take a 30% reduction. Um, but but wow. hold on a second. Yeah, hold on a second. That's not, that's not a law. That hasn't passed. But I think as we get closer to 2032, the sitting president uh, and Congress are going to have to come up with some changes. They're either going to uh, tax people more, uh, have people retire on less, um, change the benefit structure. Uh, there, there's a lot of different little le little levers, if you will, that they can just sort of tug on and create enough tax revenue that's not going to hurt individual people, but aggregately as a whole nation, it could get fixed. You know, it's just a simple math problem. We just have to have political desire to do it, if you will. The, the other school of thought there is, too, is that uh, they just may draw a, a line in the sand to say all those that are on Social Security, nothing changes. For all of those that are below the Social Security line of, of claiming it, here's the new program that they're going to start. You know, so so yeah. it's it's going to be yeah. there in some fashion or another, I believe anyway. But we'll have to wait and see. But but the planning around Social Security, it's one of the for a lot of people, um, uh, Sherry, it's 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 some of their largest financial decisions. So I'll put you on hold here, and we'll have someone reach out to you and, okay. and give you the ins and outs of it all. I appreciate the phone okay, call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. It's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Isaac on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Isaac. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Hey, so for the past couple of months, we've been trying to figure out how to pay down some debt. And um, we had two that the payment was around $1,500 per month. And I would like to know if it is, would be wise to just borrow the money. Well, not borrow, but take the money out of retirement. I'm age 62. Take the money out of my retirement and pay down those debts 
and then take that money and apply it towards some other debts that would basically have uh, me almost debt-free in a couple of years, or should I refinance? Well, the answer to your question is yes. We should look at all of those options, okay? <laughs> First of all, I'm taking money out of your retirement um, is probably the last last resort that I would consider. I really right. need to look at your entire scenario there. Um, let's take a look at if if you do nothing, how long until these debts are paid paid down? What's the what's the interest rate on the interest that you're paying? Do you have any dollars that are not earning uh, at least what your debt is earning, you know, like in the bank and stuff like that? You know, if you've got a student loan at 7% and you've got money in, in the bank earning 0.001, we need to consider some of those funds too. So before you go out and, and tap into your retirement plan, let's, let's definitely take a good look at, at, at everything because a refi cash out could be a way to go or just simply paying down, you know, debt number one, number three, and number five, and letting number two and four continue. There's just it, – it, what, what this is is sort of think about yourself moving toward the point where you, you have to depend on – where you're not working anymore and you have to depend on your, your income and you know, either from Social Security and or a pension and your investments to really uh, give you, a, a, you know, the – sustainability of your of your lifestyle at that point so uh, I want to do a whole cash flow debt type of an analysis before I give you the answer to that question it sounds like you have some resources to pull from we just need to make sure that you you go about doing it in the correct way remember when you pull money out of your retirement plans you know if, if you're gonna pull out ten thousand dollars to money to pay off a ten thousand dollar debt you're gonna have to pull out maybe thirteen five fourteen thousand or so Right, because of the taxes involved, Tax. that, then you pay that debt off. But then the question becomes this: you know, if that fourteen thousand dollars would grow at seven percent, then in ten point two years it would be worth twenty eight thousand dollars. You see what I mean? So forever you're going to lose the growth on those dollars. That's the concerning point, uh, be, because you know at sixty three, at seventy three, eighty three, and ninety three. We're losing a lot of opportunity costs of growth down the road. That's why I want to say, hold it, wait a second before we tap the retirement plan. So let, let me let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll have someone reach out to you and step you through all these different scenarios for you. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Absolutely appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring eight five five Ruse one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. We're getting, taking questions all around the country here, all different subjects. But I want to remind you real quick: if you want to go to my to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, click on the seminar icon right there, and uh, you'll see that we have two Tuesdays from now on April twelfth. We have a Roth webinar that's coming up. There's no cost for this. You can go ahead and register right there on the website right now today uh, at LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar icon. There's no cost for this. We're having two live sessions. You'll be able to ask questions during it. It's everything you want to know about Roth IRAs. The first session is going to be from noon to 1 on Eastern Time and then from 6 to 7 Eastern Time the same day. It's the same material. You can take both classes if you want. Uh, you know, but check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everything you want to know about Roth IRAs. Let's welcome Margaret on the line from Indiana. Good morning, Margaret. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I have some cash that I am looking to invest, and I'm weary to put it in the stock market. Um, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are on gold or municipal bonds. Okay. Um, well, first of all, whenever you whenever you make an investment, I, 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 I like your idea. You're, you're recognizing cash isn't cutting it right now with inflation. You're nervous about stocks, right? What's my alternative? Yeah. And so you're shopping the alternative question here. So gold, let's take a look at it. The, the gold uh, is an asset class, and it tends to do well dur as an inflation hedge, right? So you're at, you have to ask the question now, what's been the past performance of gold over the last 10 years? Uh, it's been very, very flat, as a matter of fact, um, when compared with other investments. It has risen up recently, but the question becomes this, how long are we going to have inflation, and what's gold going to do if inflation peaks and then starts to come down? What would happen at that particular point, right, to gold? So whenever we go to make an investment, Margaret, we always want to ask the question, what financial conditions have to um, exist in order for that investment to perform well or for the investment not to perform well, right? And so if you see inflation coming to an end at some point down the road, or not to an end, but, but coming down from its peak, let's say, okay, how would gold react to that? Then the second question is, is this is uh, about municipal bonds you asked. The advantage of municipal bonds, obviously, is that, you know, if, if you're, uh, see you're calling from Indiana, I don't believe Indiana has a state income tax, does it? Um, it, it does, yes, it does. Okay, so if you bought a, a, a Indiana uh, municipal bond, then the interest that you receive on it is federal and state income tax free, okay? And so that's the advantage. Now, we have to also take a look at, at how bonds work. Traditional bonds, like municipal bonds, as interest rates tend to rise, the value of those bonds, the principal value, goes down. And we are in a rising interest rate environment right now. So you might get two and a quarter, three and a quarter percent interest on the bonds. But your principal could be going down. There's something called duration risk. And when you go to buy a bond, whether it's a bond fund that might be tax-free or whether it's an individual municipal bond that you buy that may be tax-free, it'll show you what the duration is on there. And, like, suppose it has a duration of, let's say, six, okay? Then that means if interest rates go up 1% over the course of the next 12 months, you'll lose 6% of your principal in those bonds. So there are bonds out there that work exact opposite. When you're in a rising interest rate environment, you want to have something that's called credit risk on your bonds. So the answer to your question is, yeah, bonds could be a good alternative right now to stay away from the volatility in the stock market, to get a little bit better rate of return on than the money that's in the bank, but I would look to something called floating rate bonds or bank loan bonds. They tend to do well uh, as far as principal rising when interest rates are rising, not the municipals. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, that does. So, Thank yep. you. 
So whenever there's yep, whenever there's an economic, whenever you're looking to buy something uh, or sell something in the market, there's always economic conditions that would say, yeah, this looks good now, or no, you want to you you want to move it over to this way there. So if you like, I'll be happy to send you out information on the different types of bonds, gold, commodities, yeah. all that kind well, of stuff. One other question about municipal bonds with the principal going down. If you don't um, cash in to the bond till the expiration date, aren't you guaranteed that the, the initial amount? Yes, yeah, so now you're talking – exactly, Margaret. Now you're talking about buying individual bonds. And, and in a rising interest rate environment, you want to do what's called a bond ladder, okay, where you might want to put some of your money in a bond that matures in six months, then 12 months, then 18 months, and 24 months, and so forth and so on like that, okay? That way, each time you have a new maturity come due, you can get the prevailing rates of the new bonds that are at issue. And you're exactly correct. If you buy an individual bond and you hold it till that bond matures – then you will get back the principal, providing the provider is still in business, which let's just assume that they are, okay? You will get back the principal. If you sell it midstream and interest rates have gone up on you, that's when you're subject to lose. That's exactly correct. Now, in buying bonds today, okay, you have to take a look at the imputed interest. So you're going to be paying a premium for your higher-rated bonds, so you have to do the calculation that's called yield to maturity. So you might buy a bond today at 5%, and you might go, hey, this is a great uh, uh, great investment. I'm getting 5% on this bond. Yes, the bond's paying you 5%. But if as a result of the length of time left on the bond and where prevailing rates are, you might get a yield to maturity of maybe 2.2% because you're buying it midstream. You see what I mean? So when you go shopping for these bonds, right, the way we do it is we'll call the bond traders, uh, you know, at the desk, and they will say, okay, I'll say, look, I'm looking for these types of rates, these types of maturities, and they'll shop the tens of thousands of bonds around and put a package together and then and then deliver it like that. But but those are the questions you need to ask when you're looking to buy those individual type bonds, okay? And I can send you out info okay, on all fine. that if you like. Let me put you on hold. Sure, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and send you out that information on how to shop bonds, and and bond funds, and individual bonds, and talk to you about bond ladders. So appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. Don't forget to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on our our seminar icon right there. We've got a fantastic Roth webinar coming up two Tuesdays from now on April twelfth. Tuesday, April twelfth from noon to 1 Eastern, and then from, again, from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's everything you want to know about Roth and was afraid to ask, I guess you could say. Um, but it's going to be a live webinar, both sessions. There's no cost for it all. Go, go check it out and register. We're going to take a quick break here. Give us a ring with any financial investment questions that you may have, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. 
That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another money minute with larry rosenthal so many different ways to invest money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be this gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares you want to keep buying more and more shares over time On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to The Larry Rosenthal Show. We have some lines available for you if you'd like to talk to our financial expert here in studio. That is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal here this morning. Larry? Sure, Chris. So, uh, hey, some interesting news. Just just uh, kind of cruise through the, the, the House here on uh, enhancing legislation uh, regarding 401k plans. How does news cruise through the House? I don't really know. <laughs> okay. It gets on the back of a gerbil and goes through the conveyor belt system. I don't know, Chris. <laughs> All right. But, uh, I, I, I'm on board. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how we'll see how it ends up if if it goes through at all, okay. you know. But they're talking about raising the RMD rates, the required minimum. I'm sorry, the requirement required minimum distribution ages, not rates, but ages um, from seven to 73, 74, 75 over the next uh, several years. Uh, which is kind of an, an interesting thing, talking about increasing the um, uh, catch-up provisions from 6,500 uh, up to to uh, 10,000. Uh, so for for older ages, for 62, 63, 64 years of uh, age. So a lot of different interesting things in there. Talking about employers having the ability to match contributions on the Roth side, not just the pre-tax side which is a huge uh, interesting scenario there, you know, but that also helps send money to the government earlier as far as tax dollars go, which is also interesting too. So remember, that's why the Roth was created, was it was created to generate tax revenue. Um, But but there's some benefits using it correctly. So we're going to keep an eye on this. Uh, because it's it's uh, it's got some student loan participation stuff in there. It's got part-time employee capability in there, so we'll watch it as it goes through. Uh, see see what the Senate does with it as well. So, uh, very interesting news, you know. Um, uh, you know, so actually some good parts to it, which which I which I really like. More incentive for people to save in the proper ways for themselves down the road. Let's welcome Annie on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Annie. How are you today? <clears throat> Good morning, Larry. I'm well, thank you. Um, Huge thanks to you, Chris and Bob, for your show. I listen every weekend, and I always find uh, something to come away with. Um, So listen, I've heard you say several times that there are uh, either five or nine different ways to manage the equity in your home. 
But yeah. uh, I was wondering if you could sort of explain what those different scenarios are, just so um, we can all have a full understanding of the different options available. Sure, absolutely, Andy. There's there's uh, there's nine different ways to, from a financial planning perspective, manage equity in your home. And I used to teach a, a webinar on all this or, or a seminar on all of this. And the first three ways show you how to pay your home off early, which is a 15-year mortgage, a an equity endowment plan, or a biweekly payment plan. So obviously, if you have a 30-year mortgage and you refinance into a 15, you're going to pay it off earlier, right? A biweekly payment plan, um, you take this, you, you you take your 12 monthly payments and simply divide it by 26 payments, and you pay 26 times. Uh, now, what you're ending up doing is cramming 13 months of payments into a 12-month calendar period of time, and that'll decelerate, you know, that, that on a 30-year mortgage, that'll take you down to about 21 years or so. So that's another way to pay it down early, okay? Uh, and you could do this, in, for the most part, on, on your own. A lot of mortgagees will, will charge you a fee to do it each month. You don't need to do it. You just write the check and send it in and say attach it to, to principal. Um, and then the third way, obviously, one, one, to, to do it is called an equity endowment plan, which is let's suppose that your mortgage payment, just so I can do math easy, is, is two grand a month, okay, on the principal and interest, not taxes and insurance, but on the principal and interest. Well, the idea behind an equity endowment plan is instead of taking that extra $2,000 in the course of 12 months and putting it in, you take that $2,000 and put it into uh, the bank or you put it into a, a moderate growth mutual fund or something like that. So over time, that, that money will grow, and then you pull it out and pay down the mortgage with it. So those are the three ways that you can accelerate your mortgage payments to, to pay off the home earlier. You can also refi into a 10-year or a 7-year, you know, refinance down from a 30-year loan. Then there's three ways to go about um, managing the debt on your home, which the most popular one you heard me talk about earlier today, Annie, is is a refi cash out, where you refinance your home, pull cash out, and pay down other bad debts. You know, other debts that 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 net net, if you pay them off, you're going to save several hundred dollars a month in your in your overall payments because your your mortgage is then refinancing those for a 30-year number, and then you s take that extra several hundred dollars or whatever it is you're paying, you're saving from student loans, credit cards, car payments, whatever they may be, and then you start attacking that towards the principal of your house, and then you can accelerate those down earlier as well. Um, and then there's also three ways that explain to you, you know, on how you shouldn't pay your home off, you know. Um, what, you know, and, and, uh, the, the question becomes this at some point down the road, you know, what about if you, if you have, you know, your home's worth, let's say, uh, $800,000, right? Or $400,000, wherever it's worth and it's paid for. And now you've got all that money sitting inside your home. It's sitting in wood, brick, you know, mortar, steel, whatever it is, sheetrock or whatever. It's not earning an effective rate of return, Right. Um, it's just sitting there, and it just goes up or down based off the value of your home. So some people would say, well, shouldn't we not put it all in there and have it earning money for us? And so those are, those are three ways to discuss that in, in that arena as well. So 
Um, bottom line is this, is that the calculator is probably going to tell you, you know, not to pay it off. The financial plan may have a different, different story involved when it comes to people wanting to pay their home off and just not having that debt. You know, the, the real risk there, Annie, is to have your home paid for and be what we would call kind of house rich and cash poor. You know, yeah, you've got your home paid for, but you can't afford to go to the beach, right? Um, there's got to be a balance there some, somewhere down the road for yourself. So that's kind of it in, in a nutshell, um, and that's usually about a two-hour class <laughs> on, all, on all the ins and outs about that. Um, so I hope that kind of answered your question a little bit. Yes, it did. Uh, Thank know. you very much. I appreciate it. Yep, sure. If you like, I'll be happy to uh, have someone reach out to you and take a look at your scenario and show you show you some of the different uh, things like that uh, as far as all that goes. I'll put you on hold here, and uh, we'll get you signed up for our newsletter um, and uh, things like that. So appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Listen, also, I want to I wanna make another announcement here but I don't want to confuse everybody so very clear we're having a a Roth webinar that's coming up on um, uh, Tuesday April 12th from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time and then the same class again from 6 to 7 p.m. on April 12th Tuesday as well it's the same material just whichever class is, is, is available for you we're gonna have people from all over the country on it it's gonna be a lot of fun you can do there's live Q&A involved with it all okay and so that's the deal on that you can go to my website LarryRosenthal.com and register right there click on the little seminar icon and just register today there's no charge for the webinar at all okay now the second thing that I want to talk about is I have been sending out emails to to clients, okay, and over the, the well we always do that, but but over the last uh, since the markets have been under pressure this year, I have been doing uh, client um, um, market updates on webinars, and I've had some people saying, well, you know, hey, we we've, we we're we're interested in hearing what you have to say. We're not necessarily a client right now. Anyway, my, my, my point is this, is that if you want to get on our mailing list, this is a different event. It's a different event. I'm, I'm doing every couple of weeks a market and economic live update in a webinar. If you want to get on that, then go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for our newsletter. If you sign up for our monthly newsletter, uh, there's no cost for that, then you will be on that distribution list. I have that market update coming next Thursday and Friday. Next Thursday, April 7th at 6 p.m. from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time, and then Friday, April 8th, from 12 to 12.30 in the afternoon at lunchtime, okay? It's just a quick, down-and-dirty, 30-minute market and economic update. Uh, we've been doing this, uh, you know, this year pretty regularly. We're going to continue to do this as long as the volatility in the markets continue. Uh, but we have had some people say, hey, you know, I'd like to, like to hear about that. Well, you know what? Uh, we, we, we do that for clients, but if you want to get on our mailing list, we'll, we're going to open it up to our mailing list as well. So for our, for, and we send out a weekly market commentary. So you can go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com, whatever is easier for you, and you can sign up for our newsletter, for our market commentary, and you'll get on that distribution list as well for our, our live economic and market update. And we do live questions during that as well. So uh, lots of fun on that too. But don't forget the Roth webinar 
Um, I did uh, something similar to this a few years ago. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fill up, so, so uh, go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the seminar button and register today for the Roth webinar on Tuesday, April 12th from noon to 1 or from 6 to 7. There's no cost for that as well. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, what, one, one of the things um, we're just kind of all over here today, but, but uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, we're seeing more and more of this happening now with, with clients. I mean, we've been seeing this for years, but, but it's really starting to accelerate now, and it's something that needs to be addressed, and it's something that, that, that a lot of people have, um, well, I, I, I call them financial blind spots in their scenario, in their financial plan. And it's balancing the mixture because a lot of these people are called sandwich generation people where you have elderly parents that you may have to help supplement financially a little bit and young adult kids that that are still financially tied to the umbilical cord, I would say. And then here you are on the cuspus of retirement planning yourself. So you've got adult kids, okay, that are still somewhat dependent a little bit, maybe here or there from time to time or totally. And then you're right, you're, you're, you're like coming around the track, the, the last corner of the track, and, and you see the finish line, and you're like, there's retirement, and then I've got mom and dad that I'm also helping out financially too. The sandwich generation, you know, what, what, what do you do? What, what types of scenarios are involved with that? And, and let me just tell you this. There's no right or wrong way to go about doing this, but what needs to be done is that entire scenario, that sandwich generation scenario, needs to be put into your financial plan. Questions such as, do you anticipate having to help uh, elderly parents one day financially? You know, what's the probability of your kids being off the financial umbilical cord soon? You know, what does your retirement look like? Just all these different things out there. And we see a lot of this happening more and more all the time. And I just want to bring this to the attention of people. These are things that can be put into your financial plan. And a lot of times uh, people will say, well, you know what, which, which child should I make, you know, quote, unquote, the executor of my estate, the trustee of my trust? What should I do about that? Who should I be responsible for, you know? And, and what about, you know, just all the different legal documents and stuff that, that goes along with all this? So there's a lot to unpack inside that financial plan when you're taking a look at this. And here's, here's one of the questions, too, that, that, that people ask me about, and they run into a, a – well, it's, it's a family discussion, and sometimes it's a little challenging. And I just want to share this with everybody today because it is very important. You know, think about this for a second. You sit down and you do your financial plan, and when we work with clients, you know, we look at tax allocation strategies. We talk about beneficiary designations. We talk about the 10-year mini stretch now. We talk about, you know, tax efficiency of the distribution of assets during retirement years. And when you're in heaven and you're done with them, how money goes the most tax efficient way to your heirs or charities, right? And then all of a sudden you're sitting here and you're looking at, you know, what about mom and dad? Are they clued into all of this? Do they have the proper beneficiary designations? Is it per capita, per stirpes? What about that old trust that they had? Are the rules still conducive to that? 
these are questions that people really need to start asking and and in in a financial planning situation you know it, it's it's uh, I mean it's just important to to make sure things are the most tax efficient as possible so we get into some of that in Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 